0: Hello and welcome to episode one of One Minds On podcast, the podcast that teaches you how to reach a balance of body and mind. I am your host, Yogile, and helping with me today with this podcast, my dear friend, inspiration for all of my life, my dear friend, Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi,
1: Yoga.
0: How are you? How are you? I'm good. How have you you been? (laughs)
1: well it's really crazy at the moment but i've been pretty good i guess
0: yeah and just wanted to say that in this episode we are going to talk about um the whole journey of Kat, the whole journey of her um of her he, actually the whole journey of healing her back from 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 the early days when she got diagnosed with specific problems in, in her in her back and uh, she will share with us all her experience through through all of the all of the healing parts uh, the the doctors the the diagnosis and the point why i have cat i cat uh, the point why i have a cat here is because actually i wanted to inspire other people in teaching them or just showing them How you can actually heal yourself, and sometimes there are some very small details which doesn't seem to be that big actually, and these specific things maybe might help you to to improve your health one or another way, mentally or physically. Yep. So this is why I have cat here because cat was for me all of my life the biggest the biggest inspiration in everything actually. (laughs) It's (laughs) big. She's been my inspiration all of the time in In terms of spirituality in the beginning, in terms of uh, understanding what you actually want or you don't want to have in your life, in terms of uh, finding the right uh, love partner and so on and so on and so on. And also one of the most inspirations in just seeing her being strong in in everything in her life, in any, any kinds of situations in her life. So, and when I actually started this, um, my ho- holistic health coaching, uh, I had already from the beginning this idea that I I want to start doing podcasts with the people who actually inspired me all my life, because my, I know many people who just, who helped me to grow, who, who helped me to reach the way I am now, and Kat is actually one of them. Oh, that's
1: <laughs> and, so sweet. Ah
0: and so yes I'm really happy to have you here today <laughs> and you're the you're the really th- very very first one actually of this podcast series and I hope that you're not the last one <laughs> oh, <laughs> hopefully
1: so I'm basically the guinea pig of this experiment
0: exactly exactly right.
1: okay okay well let's hope it goes well
0: so how you how you are how are you how it's been for you all of these days of lockdown you you live in London how it's how is it now here
1: yeah it's weird what it's like it's been four months now of this lockdown because we we locked down my partner and I we locked down before the government announced the lockdown because it seems like things were getting kind of out of hand And yeah it, it's been absolutely weird because everything moved online no one could go out it, it was absolutely bizarre I, I feel like everyone's getting a bit of ocd with the cleanliness mm. everyone is getting a bit agoraphobic everyone has like major social anxiety of course um and my social anxiety is not that great in general so mm. yeah it's it's something to get used to it, it's definitely not normal circumstances especially with the gyms being closed which is not great if you're you know if you have a wobbly mental state yes you know, having the ability of going to the gym
0: really it pushes you out kind of of your whole routines no
1: yeah i mean yeah 2020 it's, just, it's not a great year for anybody i would say
0: well it's really it's, it's true it's been really weird by now no Yeah,
1: I would not (laughs) recommend this year to anybody, you know, just skip it, like just skip to 2021 already.
0: And so how is it there still in the UK? Is it still the tense situation? Is it still everything closed or Um, it opens up? So
1: slowly it's opening up and it seems like some people are dealing with it better than others. I honestly feel like I just want to get it over with and I want reality to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And some other people are fully against it, which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. I honestly just want everything to go back to normal, but I mean obviously there are people we should think about, you know, people with autoimmune diseases, older people like that's important we should I guess we should, all we can do is listen to the government and try to be cautious, and not to be stupid, you know, as much as we can, I
0: would say. It's also the situation when I think no one actually knows what's, what is good, what is bad, and how we should act, or what we should do, and every move is just like a guess, I guess, from everywhere, from the side of of the doctors or anything, because it's bit... It'll take
1: a while. It it will definitely take a while for the research to come out. What we should have been done, but you know, it's done now. I think we can only move on and just look forward and see what happens. Basically, so they're opening gyms in like few weeks. So I'm mm. really happy about that. I must say that's like one of my main priorities. I want to go back to working out properly, because it's so easy at home to slack off. Yes. So you're just it... like ah. Oh. I'll exercise tomorrow, maybe, you know, <laughs> but that's not...
0: It's about the consistency.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and you're like, ah, I can do it later in the day. And then, you know, later comes and you're like, Oh I'll have dinner now and I'll exercise afterwards. And you're like, um, well, it's time to go and sleep now, you know. So it's yeah. not great. Right. I mean, I was doing pretty well for the first, I would say two and a half months I was doing exercise like literally nearly every day apart Mm. from missing a day or so but Mm. now I'm I'm even worse I'm like I'm exercising every other day which is probably not great but you know
0: it's hard yeah it's hard is that I know but yeah yeah, I know this this feeling especially like when you actually closed for well now it's a bit changing everything the situation but like in the beginning when we were closed for 24 7 inside Mm -hmm. and and you are lacking this kind of daily movement, the physical daily movement to yep. just like simple things going from home to maybe work or going from home to gym or yeah. like or taking your bike and going there to the shop or there. It's like this simple physical activities, which is actually apparently now we see that they are, they are really important to us. Yeah, it's it's really missing and you also realize that this this exercise maybe once a day half an hour exercise or one hour exercise is really not enough <laughs> to no. maintain the, the healthy physical and mental
1: yeah no but also the lockdown was much worse in Spain where you are because you couldn't even oh. go for walks
0: oh yes 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 we've been here going through a bit a bit um, tough situation now is way better now is everything yeah. better and um, everything is open, and the shops are open, and restaurants are open, bars are open, gyms are open, and um, beaches are open. Like yeah. except we're, we're still very strict with the we we must wear the masks, mm-hmm. and because of course the danger is still around, and it's yeah you know when they say oh the virus vanished, some some people say it was like no it didn't vanish it's around <laughs> you know it's just we have to all kind of respect in a way. If, if we have to wear it and we see how it's going to be of course we we have to get back also to, to normal yeah slowly because we are missing the social social life it's because for the humans for the human yes. beings the social life is so important and it's like Absolutely. to to maintain this this um healthy body and mind for us mentally the 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 whole socializing part is really important and absolutely if you cut this out we are becoming like i don't know we're becoming like just well in a way it's also nice because you you try this kind of uh monk type of the uh, well, re- retreat you know when well, you go, not
1: everybody because like i i mean it's not like I drank a lot during this lockdown, but my alcohol, like I increased the amount of alcohol I drank and I know some other people like it was way worse, you know? So I don't know if you could call it a monk lifestyle, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but yeah, sure. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe it's like has to go for different la- levels and layers you know like you start of course from the frustration part it starts when you you feel helpless you don't know what's yes. going on you don't know what to do and then first you just really go for the distraction you, you yeah. drink you eat and you just like and well, then of course after a while you wake up and you think like okay maybe it's time to maybe <laughs> I
1: should stop the roll yeah. Yeah, especially if you watch too much news I'm watching the constant, you know the fact that you can plug into YouTube at any point and be like, what horrible thing has happened around the world today and with this with this thing with this lockdown, I think everybody did that and just freaked themselves out majorly about just watching too much news. I, I, I think you're right. the whole body and spirit has to be equally as important in this situation. You can't just focus just on exercise. Or exactly. just on your mind, I think you have to find a perfect balance, but we're all human, so it's very hard yes. to find that balance, you know. And, yes.
0: and this rest- is all about, I think it's about the whole journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all, all our life, we going to try to find this balance of, of the body and the mind. Yes. And um, this is, I also have you here today because you've been for me also the inspiration all the time, all, all the years before about the whole spiritual part yeah but, uh, the main th- the main point, why do I have you here is like because I know your story and you know your story, which inspired me so much because I had myself um, problems with some physical problems with the pain in my in yeah. my in my hips or in my uh, knees. and um, it was it was really good to listen to you in between and to. To, to get the strength from you because you went uh-huh. through through that all that hell yourself. Yes indeed. So can you just um briefly tell me the just the whole pre-story of your story of, of, sure. of, of your back and um just... sure. Um
1: so it's kind of I'll try to keep it short. Um so I basically we have a lot of time so <laughs> yeah that's true. Reason. So I basically had an injury on my lower discs, two discs, um, L3 and L4, and they were both prolapsed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Sorry. When was that? So I was probably pro- pro- properly diagnosed, uh, probably about, uh, I would say 13 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say 13, around maybe 12, 13 years ago. But prior to that, I had a lot of issues. I just kind of assumed that everybody felt that bad all the time and Mm -hmm. were in pain all the time and just couldn't walk for long distances, couldn't sit properly for Mm -hmm. a while. Like, um, I really enjoyed painting, but I really couldn't because every time I would sit down painting, my back would just start killing me, which was not great. So Mm -hmm. the, the first incident that I fully recall, I was probably around 13, 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing up from a chair and falling down and not being able to move, but the pain was so bad that I couldn't even shout to get my parents to come to the room or help me. I just, I Mm -hmm. couldn't cry. It was just, the pain was just so, so immense. Mm -hmm. And I remember dragging myself Um, I was on the first floor so I dragged myself to the staircase and just waited until one of my parents showed up and they were obviously shocked um, To to see me in such a state and I know that that lasted for a few days But sadly my parents didn't really do anything about it Mm. Um, You know um, Which is a bit weird, but you Mm. know, okay,
0: well, different timings, I guess, and yeah, different.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I didn't think they thought it was as serious, or that okay. maybe I was pretending. I really don't know. I really should ask them and be like, mm. what the hell happened? Mm. Um. So I remember that my mom had to take care of me for, like, probably two nights. I had to sleep, like, with her so she could take me to the bathroom, and mm-hmm. it wasn't great. And then I... I completely forgot about that I must say for quite a few years but then I started wearing really high heels which was (laughs) as you know yourself you know like which definitely didn't help because I used to go out clubbing with those things and it just wasn't it couldn't have been great so uh, yeah I suffered for a lot of pain and I just kept on ignoring it and ignoring it for quite a few years um and then my partner and I moved to to Lithuania for a bit. We moved to Vilnius. Mm. And things got really bad there. So I would say this was probably 15 years ago, maybe 14, 15 years mm-hmm. ago, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. And I tried to get help from doctors there. I went to private clinics. I wasn't even going to go on to, you know, mm-hmm. national health service, whatever yes. the equivalent is in Lithuania, because I was like, I'm not doing that as a post-Soviet country, like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I went to one clinic, which was great. It was a tiny little clinic, kind of on the edge of Vilnius. It was really posh. It was great. They kind of did not know what to do with me. They sent me to get an MRI, which was actually a really bad mri because instead of like getting a scan of the lower back they just got a bunch of tiny pictures in if you know what an mri uh, looks like it's a huge sheet like that plastic paper Mm -hmm. so they were just a bunch of tiny images Mm -hmm. and this doctor tried to diagnose me so i think they just prescribed me some physiotherapy and basically i had to go in i think it was every week and he would stretch me and kind of it was pretty much that. It wasn't great. It was helping though.
0: Um, then it was was not like, like that serious no. or they, at least they didn't think that was something very serious actually.
1: Yeah. I, I think they just wanted to charge me a lot of money, honestly, mm. cause it mm. wasn't cheap. Mm. And then I went to another clinic, another private clinic, but he was a surgeon, this, this guy, he basically said, well, you know, we can put you into surgery next week. If you like, we have like a new wing on our hospital so we can sign you up for that just not even like you know getting a proper MRI done like a free 60 MRI mm. none yeah. of that. so the pain was getting really bad so i decided to come back to london to actually get some actual help hopefully mm. and then i came across a doctor uh, who luckily through our family friend we found him we uh, found out about him and he used um um uh, laser therapy low-level laser therapy which apparently is a near-infrared light Mm. that he used to kind of rebuild my prolapse discs i guess Mm -hmm. and that was a very long process so the first thing he did he got me um to go and get an mri done a 360 mri of that Mm. specific area so he could like properly see what's going on from all the way around um he did a nutritional profile on me. He did an allergy panel on me. He was very thorough. Um, and that's where my journey actually started properly, to, which took many, many years. Uh, he also suggested that I should go swimming and do exercise.
0: That is interesting because he probably... it's. Um... I I, f- I face the same problem with when you when you have actually the pain or you have like you really approaching first and the sur- like the like first if you have a pain you go first to do what, one pictures another pictures then you go to the to yeah. a- approaching one type of the doctors the yeah. ones are saying to you oh actually we, we as you say we can put you on this uh, on the surgery. Okay the the next week you know to yeah. it's gonna be fixed but it's like uh, the first thing they say immediately like oh is we need we can do surgery for you you know but it's yeah. like then you need to have to go through so many doctors afterwards or like yeah. or of course many people is actually falling into the trap and they yeah. actually, and actually listening to, to this first opinion of the first doctor that actually yeah. they should do the, the operation. But more you go through, more you dig inside, more you start questioning yourself. Uh, is it actually this or is it actually that? If you start questioning more, you find actually the doctors who is not even thinking about offering you a, a surgery, you know?
1: Yeah, and- exactly.
0: And I mean, then they 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 actually they are uh, they're speaking about completely alter- alternative ways of of healing, which yeah. which actually is way simple, more simple, and and not yeah. that uh, is not the not the way to damage you completely, you know, or not the way to put you on the bed for for months, as well. months. In, in the and healing. And you
1: potentially know. years, potentially years, because with surgeries things can go so wrong and potentially you can be on medication, some kind of opiate medication for the rest of your life, which I definitely wouldn't want to do,
0: you and know? specifically like in a, in a part of the, in the back uh, where I think it's so, uh, so sensitive part and so yes. difficult to do the, the surgery yeah. there. And it's so easy, I guess, to, to damage uh, something and you might leave the yeah. person like without legs or something, you know? Yeah. It's like.
1: I know that's terrifying and honestly is terrifying because C- you know when they tell you uh, also you know these doctors that I've been previous to to this great doctor told me oh you won't be able to walk in the next few years you'll be in a wheelchair they scared the hell out of me
0: uh, did they say this yeah
1: I, I remember like because my partner at the time I don't think we were even married and I was like I don't know if I can put that on somebody else, like me not being able to walk for the rest of my life. Like, they, yeah, they scared the living hell out of me. Yeah, it, it wasn't great. Like that doctor was absolutely terrible, though. Like just you know telling me this stuff.
0: Well, they, I think in the end they all thinking just about uh, money, you know. And uh, for them, it's just another operation, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because uh, I had I had the same uh, situation with my hip when when uh, i went to the first doctor and of course he he immediately said well if it hurts we can make you the hip operation it's gonna take you maybe three months three months of recovery and so on you can't walk and so on and so on and so on and but then it's like my god i was thinking the same like I cannot even think about, like, maybe having four, yeah. another three, four months of being completely not capable to do anything and also putting this on your partner, you know.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you're not even thinking, like, what could potentially go wrong with the surgery. I mean, obviously, in some cases, surgery is definitely the right way to go. But in a lot of other cases, you should always try to find other opinions and Because I I fully understand where you're coming from because when you're in that much pain all the time and you can't function as a person and you see other people functioning, you're like, I just want to get it fixed. Exactly. I I fully understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. You just want to listen to them.
0: You just want to get rid of the pain because then maybe, as you you said in the beginning, in the beginning you get this pain and then you think, oh, maybe that's somehow, that's how everyone has. because. It's becoming kind of normality, the, the daily normality. This pain is kind of adapting to you and then you adapt to this pain, to the chronic pain actually, it becomes to the way that you actually just live with it daily. Yeah. You start feeling as something is cracking all the time or when you do some exercise, you have to limit yourself completely because you have get the pain or in some cases you walk for half an hour, then you cannot walk anymore
1: yeah the same as
0: was for you the same was for me and then uh, and at some point you realize oh i have to just get rid of it yeah of course when they offer you the the operation you might consider that of course if if you don't know any other options you might consider that
1: absolutely absolutely because you know you just want to like you don't realize how much you don't can't enjoy life when you're in that much pain i remember when i was with you last time and your hips started hurting and i realized like oh my god i'm not experiencing that anymore how great that is for me but i'm like i totally understand how bad that is for you because it's just horrible like you can't enjoy life at all
0: exactly pain
1: you know it's horrible absolutely
0: so apart the laser therapy you were doing you started doing and then you still maybe doing what other things uh, from the physical way of activity you implemented in your daily life? Well,
1: it took me a while to get to the exercise. I must, I have to be honest, because as, as soon as he suggested that, I was like, I don't want to exercise. Like, I need to <laughs> exercise, this is just not for me.
0: But it's no, so weird you. to hear this from you because I know you that you are a really good swimmer and you've been swimming since very small days. <laughs>
1: True. I think that's why I hated the exercise because, like, you know, I, I, I used to swim when I was really young for a few quite a few years. Mm. I just hated it. Uh, but I didn't have a choice because my parents were like, you have to go do sports. So when he suggested swimming and just maybe doing some little exercise every day, I was like, yeah, not doing that. But then I think as soon as he, like it took me good six months of a lot of therapy with him to just get to a point where I wasn't crying in his office because some, like my partner had to come with me every time to, to get treatment because it was so bad that even getting into a car and getting out of a car was like a huge deal. Like, um, you know, I remember crying in his office before he could see me, it was it was terrible. And then, I think, mean, within six months of seeing him regularly, I, I slowly got better. But I also went and got some orthotics, which really helped the way I put my feet down. and the way I, I mean, walk.
0: The, the inlays in the shoes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, where, where they measure your foot and get... Yes, the, how, so? Those so things
0: pathologist, are yeah.
1: Yeah, so those things are important. So I got that done, I think, literally within a month of starting to see him. Which really helped, and then I think after a few years of seeing him, I realized that I have to do some exercise. This is just not gonna cut it. Besides, it's you know he's expensive to see because he's he works as a private doctor. Mm. So I I don't know what happened, but I I got a gym membership with a swimming pool and I started swimming. And at first, I was terrible. Like. Really terrible. Other people would just swim past me, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm terrible at this.
0: But you know, the more you do it's it, you it was like a motivation for you, like, okay, I yeah, can, I was. can be better than them. I remember you this. Know,
1: you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, the more, so I started swimming at first, and for like good few years, I just swam. I didn't do any other exercise. I would just go and do my swimming. I think like I started with once a week, then twice a week, and then maybe I did it three times a week. I'm not quite sure, but probably. And the more I did that, I was like, you know, maybe I should explore other type of, types of exercise. Um, though I was scared because, you know, I spoke to my doctor about doing yoga or Pilates. He was like, well, you have to be very careful because some positions might really injure you. Um, actually tracking that back, I tried doing Aikido Mm. Ah, oh, okay and I hurt my back really badly. I mean, I was so dumb. I, I don't know why I did it. I did it. So I hurt myself. So I think that's why I started swimming. Mm. And then I started exploring Pilates and yoga. And I realized you have to just really watch when it starts even feeling uncomfortable and then not do it. Even if the teacher okay. is pressuring you and they're like, you can do it. Like, no, no, As no. An adult, do not tell me what to do. about
0: listening your body actually
1: absolutely absolutely so I did that and I think having like actually building some muscle has really has really improved my back it really has so I'd say no matter what you do doing exercise is really important even if it's low intensity exercise like swimming where you basically I think you can't really get hurt if you're just very very careful exactly you know so uh, so uh, I think yeah going to the gym was another kind of moment in my life where I was like ah this is the key I have to do this you know like I think doctors can only help you so much but if you don't have like muscle then your body is very feeble so no matter what issue you have you kind of can't rely on your body as much yes. You have to rely on other people which isn't great and yes. expensive
0: yes well for my in my case I think I had like the the kind of backwards situation when uh-huh. actually in the beginning, the, the for the last 15 years, let's say, I was doing intensively yoga and pilates and hot right. yoga and uh, a lot of like high intensity exercising, you know, or mm-hmm. like power yogas, you know, where actually, yeah. but of course, from the beginning on, I... I didn't know myself exactly how correctly the, every position has to be. Yes. And this is the problem of, of many also studios or teachers that, of course, when they are having so many people in the class, they cannot attend everyone personally and correct with every situation. So, and of course, when you start doing yoga for, in the first years, you really want to prove something yourself yes or uh, you want to be good or you want to be better especially when you for example i was starting from hot yoga and hot yoga is very high intensity you, you know? started
1: with hot yoga i did not know that
0: you exactly. are crazy. and and i loved it it was amazing but i was pushing myself so strongly so hardly that i'm sure that well i when I, when i recall now all of these years so i see that i've done many of the positions with the wrong lower back and, yeah I start tracking myself and understand from where I was getting all of my lower back pain mm-hmm. all the time because of course I was performing wrongly or on the same time uh, since the small days, no one actually tells you how to walk correctly, no. what your body posture has to be, how, no. how how straight you must walk and how exactly straight you have to walk, like with the shoulders back, with uh, maybe lower lower back, more tuck down, you know no one is telling you this thing so of course well. three years through the wrong way of walking and posture and plus the afterwards with the wrong exercising I think I damaged myself a lot yes. or I really it affected the problem in my hips or in my knees because of course the the whole pressure in the body was on the wrong points yeah so and of course after doing when when the pain started coming, I actually had to reduce my my physical activity because every time I did something, I started feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And and for me, this is, was kind of very shock hit that uh, after doing daily, I had to really reduce and do just very soft intensity and and yeah. different type of the of the of the way of the yoga. Where actually, I woke up and I started started understanding that i actually have to listen myself you know
1: yeah but that's hard because that is really hard i understand because
0: then you go from that and then of course through the years you you start seeing the the correct positions and how to do it correctly but but only afterwards i mean usually they say that the the, the ones who is um, the ones who is finding the way to listen to their body usually has to go through the most hardcore situations in their life, you know, mentally and physically yep. through a lot of pain, mental and physical, to to really understand how you should do and which is your type of the ryth- rhythm to do things. And what I want to say is that for me was I was the opposite one actually. I was doing too much. I was right. managing myself. I had to stop it to start feeling it, and then I had to, as the same as you, getting, getting the inlays in my shoes,
1: yeah,
0: and going to podologists, going to rheumatologists, and to the people who actually was seeing the things that oh maybe the things actually is coming from your wrong posture, from your wrong way of doing things, you know, and only then I started to. To change completely the type of the the type of the of doing of doing sports of just uh, not 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 pushing yourself to the to the limits not trying to prove anything to anyone or just uh, try to enjoy yourself and just make your body stronger because the. The muscles we have around, it's so necessary. We need to train them so much.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, like, having ab muscles has helped my back more than anything. Yeah. Like, honestly, I I know I was told that, but I so didn't want to listen because I was in my early 20s and I was kind of all over the place.
0: Yes of course but because as i say i think this is also always about the lack of education for the people. Yeah. Especially when you are young as 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 we were young both yeah. and those times we were like a uh, kids we were we- wearing already the high heels and stuff which is actually is damaging our backs. So oh, much. yeah, like
1: those things are just so not good
0: for you. Yeah, or, or like we were going to school and our bags, our backpacks, to yeah. go to school were super heavy from all of the books yeah. and stuff. And usually you wear just on the one side or you were on another side. Of mm-hmm. course, the, the one shoulder is worn down, of yeah. course. They, so it's like it's a lack of education.
1: Oh, think, absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I think they should actually give, uh, give really. Should give a really big education for the kids at school from the beginning on, and then it should be like big part in in the life. Or teaching yoga people, like the, the kids oh, absolutely. teaching life.
1: I, I remember how much I hated physical education classes in school. I it, it was the worst. Like, but you know. I think it's really depending on the teacher, but yeah, that was my like I hated that class so much.
0: And also from the times <laughs> in <laughs> the place. <laughs>
1: like it was it was awful. Like I yeah, I did not like physical education. I just had such a bad opinion about it. Mm-hmm. And now I realized like how important that's the thing with this lockdown the two main things i want to open are gyms and restaurants i would have never thought that 10 years ago <laughs> you know, or even five years ago now i'm completely obsessed <laughs> because it makes you strict when you can go to the gym you're somewhere else you're not at home and you're like okay i'm gonna work out for this long or you do a class and you just have to keep up you you're-
0: dedicate time to yourself
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: you dedicate time for yourself it's like you take a break from everything you have around and you say this time is going to be just for you yeah. and no matter how much you hated me there is no matter how many times you've been like also or lazy or the thing, and then you have to push yourself and it's always afterwards you feel really good
1: oh yeah you feel amazing and mentally mm-hmm. and physically you know also you spend that time without your phone which is amazing. Right. People who have issues with, you know, addiction to social media, I think going to the gym is the best because you just have to leave your phone behind. Then you know, you have to do a class that's an hour, an hour and a half. So you, you don't look at your phone for that long. Then you go to a sauna or steam room. So you know, it's like a few hours out of a day where you don't look at your phone. And I think that's so important.
0: Yes. How is how is about your partner? Is he also a uh, into the um into the exercising or yeah. do you support each other in this in i think this?
1: if not him i would have slacked off way more because i hear him exercise and i'm like okay well i have to exercise because <laughs> it'll just look so bad if i won't we kind of push each other to do it he concentrates more on weightlifting
0: lifting mm-hmm. okay
1: which is good you it's know good. Of course very for him hmm. but yeah it, it seems like we reinforce good behavior in each other which is great because otherwise I would probably if if I was by myself I would just start playing really depressing music and start drinking (laughs) wine every day which would not be good for me in the long term but you know I can totally see that happening so yeah like him exercising every day as well really helps me it kind of reinforces the whole exercise routine I, I don't think I would have kept up the exercise if not him honestly.
0: Yeah, well, so I also realized that in in a in a in a lockdown, it really helped a lot to be like a team, yeah, with a partner to team up, and you say, okay, today we're gonna do the the training for the legs and the lower part of the body. Okay, tomorrow together we're gonna do the training for the upper body and the arms. You know, and it's like it's. Even though if one maybe is lazy, another one is pushing more, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean exactly. Like, we don't exercise together because we just work on such different things, you know, like during this lockdown because I couldn't see my doctor for any of these months. um, And I kind of missed, I I didn't see him for quite a long time, like eight, nine months maybe for the first time in my whole life it it was starting to get really bad so what i did every day i would do child's pose for like 10 minutes
0: right which would really helped my it back so much
1: i just yeah. do that for a good 10 minutes and i just feel so much better straight away it it was it, it was it's such a blessing honestly
0: okay it's, so, it's that's good that good advice so
1: you have to know what exercise works for you like what relieves the pain that you have and sooner or later you will find one or two exercises or stretches that really make it a lot better and you just have to keep on going until you do you know it's um yeah it's a process obviously.
0: it's a process it's a process it's a process it's true and um how do you see for example for how do you see like or how would you say which was for you the most worst feeling the time with your back and what's the difference between actually now and then it's like so people can understand actually the the completely change of the of the
1: well it was like living in a dark pit of pain where no matter what you do even laying in bed was painful like you you, there's not even a moment in time where you're not in pain um and you know at some point medication stops working no no matter how many painkillers you take it just it's not working and that's a horrible point to be in because you can't enjoy your life your partner's definitely suffering because you're suffering they can't do yeah. anything to help yeah. you and it's the worst when your partner's suffering you can't or your family member or someone you really care about is suffering and there's nothing you can do to help them that that is probably horrible for them as well yeah it, it felt like living with a horrible depression just instead of depression it's pain and you're just sucked in your whole life is surrounded by that you know it's not great and now it's complete opposite but I feel like instead of giving up because I felt like a a victim all my life I'm like Mm -hmm. why did this happen to me but you know many horrible things happen to people you just have to accept it and somehow find the good things about it and find ways to control the situation Mm -hmm. and exercise I would say for mental and physical pain like is great because you feel like at least you have some control over what's happening it's horrible to feel that feeling that you don't have control just having like a minuscule amount of control feels awesome mm. and i would say that's the difference i didn't feel like i have con- had control at all back then and now i feel like i have a lot of power to make my back feel better or worse there are things i can do you know
0: yeah i think this is also that this is the main point about that not to, not to just get rid of that pain, but to learn to control it, Yeah. to master it in a way that you can control it, and you can anytime just elaborate in between, and you know, you listen to your body, and you know, or you think, okay, now I get this thing, pain, maybe I need to do this, maybe I need more stretching, maybe I need more, yeah. as you say, the child pose for the 10 minutes to, to relax, yeah,
1: and,
0: or or especially, of course, if it gets worse, you know that you need to take go for therapy again. Absolutely, and
1: yeah.
0: It's about it's about listening, and uh, yeah, like for me, for me, it's like as I remember you, since I remember you from the beginning with this problem, and and uh, I think in the worst condition when I've seen you uh, when I when I visited you in London, one of the times um uh, this was when I when when you actually had to walk with uh oh yes yes
1: yeah, I, I had crutches for a very long time I had exactly. a cane I completely forgot about that yeah. Yeah, that that wasn't great that
0: yeah that yeah. you actually you couldn't and for you was like you couldn't walk for more than half an hour
1: no, no. and you
0: needed, needed to come back and to, yeah to, to walk around in a in a center and doing the shopping together was not an option
1: no No, thank goodness for online shopping like that's the thing when my when this you know when my back became really bad thank goodness we moved to London and my partner got me an online food online shopping account and he's like we have to do this we cannot like you cannot go to the store anymore it's not an option and I must say it's great having it because when the lockdown happened we had an account with everything ready because they were not giving out any new accounts when the lockdown happened so I was like well something good came out of it, you know
0: <laughs> yeah and I mean <clears throat> that for me to see you like when I've seen you that that time and seeing you now is like completely to different people you know and
1: yeah
0: it's just for me it's like wow uh, this is this is unbelievable you know this is like the human body can just heal himself completely, and it's just a matter of time, matter of will, and yeah. I think the matter of of the just the decision. You you have to make a decision with yourself. You take in the hands, and you take in your own hands, and you have to go through.
1: I wouldn't say that the human body can heal itself, but there are many things that can be done to help it
0: heal. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm speaking method methodologically. Yeah, you know?
1: but just wishing to be okay is not gonna help you. Actually, exactly. have to do exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. definitely, definitely.
0: You cannot just, ask. you yeah. cannot ask to wish and it's just gonna happen. It's not. That would be great. Happen. though. <laughs> that would
1: be so awesome. Be yeah,
0: but you have to put a lot of energy, a lot of work, a lot yeah. of time in actually fixing yourself. And and yes, wow, it's it's amazing. You're, you're, you're one of these examples where I always share with the people and I say, like, um, when I was super down and I was crying tears, thinking that I will have to make a surgery with my hip, I Kat was the one who actually um, gave me the strength, gave me positivity. Uh, she inspired me just to to not to give up and continue finding another way and of yeah. course th- and then somehow these ways are coming if you start yeah. if you start actually digging into what if you suddenly to understand or want to understand but it's actually happening from where it comes you know not only giving all of the responsibility to the doctors yeah is the problem of the of the people are the most that they just give all of the responsibility to the doctors they yeah, do want to take responsibility you themselves, know, when,
1: you know. When you're in pain, like immense pain, your judgment is very clouded. You can't make a that's decision. True. So I that's fully true. understand you want someone who has been to school for this for many years to tell you there is an option to make you better. You know, that's why I was lucky to have good family around me and supporting me while I was going through this because... Honestly, when you're in that much pain, you're like, you're going to take the first option that comes to you. And a lot of times it's surgery, which makes sense, you know, because you just don't, you're not in that mind space to take care of yourself and to find other options, you know, which is understandable.
0: Yes. Um, So what would you say to other people who are in similar situation like you? who are also struggling with a with a different pain and maybe in the same dark hole as you as you used to be what would you say to to oh. just to give them strength or to inspire a bit
1: I would say you know it seems impossible at the moment it really seemed impossible to me at the moment when i was for quite a few years in that horrible space but you never know what the future might bring and if you have family to rely on, people you can trust that love you, trust them to help you. You have to reach out for help. Like there has to be at least one or two people in your life who can help you through this process. And I know I didn't want to be a burden, but sometimes you have to rely on the people around you. And, and you have to take responsibility. I, I know you. I know how I felt. I was like, why is this happening to me? I feel like such a victim and being a victim is not a good way to go through life. You have to take responsibility no matter how horrible it is. I guess that would be it.
0: That's true. Otherwise you're going to be a victim all your life and then you yeah. just, you're just going to lose many, many nice moments. Absolutely. And just victimizing. And um, wow. Thank you so much today for all of this amazing, amazing talk and amazing um that, that that just moments that the ones you share from your life it's it's super beautiful i'm i'm Aww. i'm really i'm really honored Aww, just,
1: thank you no, just that sounds from, great from,
0: from all of these talks what i want to say to everyone that and you always have to listen to your body you don't have to give up you never have to give up on anything is no matter any kinds of problems you have with your body you're always first you have to get diagnosed you have to get diagnosis, not one diagnosis, not from Many. one doctor. You should t- take minimum two, three doctor's diagnosis. Three, you, you, go, you go one, exactly, you go once. If you feel it, it's, it's not right, go to second one. If you feel it's not right, go to third one until yeah. you, you may find one or sum up of all of the diagnosis, which might seem to be reasonable. Because yes. there is always an options. You don't have always to go straight to the to the surgery table. it's not it's not the solution. It's not the first solution. You should try not many other things. But of course, before doing any kind of any kind of other activity, first you have to get diagnosed to to really know what it is with you, what is happening with you. Where is exactly the problem? And then from there, you the, you have to really search. For different therapies there are so many different therapies mm-hmm. actually actually have you tried the acupuncture as well
1: i did not try acupuncture for my back but i have okay. tried acupuncture for my mental state and other problems i had in life it's uh it's an interesting because it's a weird way to approach medicine definitely mm. it's it's very different to what we expect medicine to be as much as I don't want to say it I feel like it really helped me mentally Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't seem like it's a actual realistic option maybe Mm -hmm. it's a placebo effect which I, I don't know but it mentally it definitely helped me for my back I did not try it I mean maybe but I cannot recall so I don't know but mentally it helped me yes
0: well i think sometimes i think that there's like we should get like different approaches and to try different yeah. things just to really understand what it works exactly for your body
1: yeah
0: even, how if, does your body even if it, it
1: is a placebo effect if it works for you it works for you exactly you
0: know? so exactly if it works because um i tried myself the acupuncture as well it, it, actually the time when I had my lower back pain really strong after moving to after moving actually to Barcelona and uh, what I also was thinking I was not sure if this is the this is actually the placebo because it's it's everything seems to be very slowly the process of 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 healing is slowly because of course is everything involved is the Nutritional part as well, because the Chinese medicine is all about the whole thing is um, depends the type of your body, and um, from that you should eat specific one types of the food or another types of the food, and also many herbs are involved in that. So I think we should just try. Everyone should try, depending on their case, different different methods, different therapies. Mm -hmm try to listen to your body uh try to read a lot and uh read watch a lot uh, there's so plenty of information around just like
1: absolutely take
0: all of the and uh sometimes i think like i don't know i read so i diagnosed myself million times in many, <laughs> in million ways because i was reading everything like just mm-hmm. to figure out what is exactly going on. <laughs> but I,
1: I think that's sometimes not good when you do that to yourself. You have to step away and find some yes. professionals to help you. And you also have to be be careful with you alternative be
0: conscious therapy. about what exactly...
1: Yeah, but you know, with alternative therapies, you have to be careful because there's a lot of not good stuff out there too. Yes. You yes. have to be yes. aware of what you're yes. doing. That's why I think it's so important to have... A friend, a family member or a partner who watches out for you when you're in that fugue state, when you're in that much pain, so you don't make a mistake.
0: Yes, because actually when you're like desperate, you try to grab for anything what is around and you think, oh, might this help? Oh, no, maybe might this help? But it's actually, you get confused. Oh, yeah. Because of course you're just desperate. You just want to get rid of the pain.
1: Makes sense. completely understandable, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kat. Thank you for having
1: (laughs) me. I'm so happy to be the first It was a
0: pleasure to have you here. The first one. (laughs) And um, this was the first episode of One Mind Zone podcast. And this was Kat with with us, sharing her story with us. And see you next time in episode two. We're still not not sure. I'm not sure with who it's going to be, how it's going to be. Hopefully it's going to happen. And yes, stay safe. Stay good.
1: Stay positive.
0: Stay Bye. positive. Ciao.